Well, hey there, friends, and welcome to the Raising Amazing Tween Girl Show. I love having you with me today. I have a great episode for you, and I know that it's going to help you be an even more amazing parent to your tween girl. So whether you are on your first cup of coffee or maybe you just need to get one, I am so proud of you for showing up and spending some time thinking about how to best parent your tween. I'm Lisa Tony with Girl Tribe Nation, and I am all about supporting tween girls and the moms who are raising them. If you have a daughter between the ages of 8 and 12, then you are in those tween years. Now, as tweens, they aren't quite teenagers yet, but they are definitely not kids yet either, are they? They are starting to transition out of that little kid stage. And those tween years, well, those are when the puberty train rolls into the station and everything starts to change. And when that happens, sometimes us mamas, well, we're completely caught off guard. We know things are going to be different. We know our kids are changing, that they need to grow up. But we also need to help our kids through this transition. And it's challenging to know what to do. And this is what this podcast is here for, to encourage you to think all the things that you need to think about as you parent a tween girl. Now, having a daughter is such a complete blessing. Do you remember when you found out you were gonna have a girl? I was so excited. I immediately started shopping for all the girl stuff that I could find. I poured over girl names, and I was so thrilled because it was continuing a legacy in my family. See, my grandma had three girls. My mom had three girls. My older sister had five girls. I thought I too might end up having all girls, but I got a little bit of a bonus because I got two boys and two girls to parent. And having some of each definitely makes me appreciate all the uniqueness of being a boy mom and being a girl mom. But that mother-daughter bond is totally unique and special. But as we get into those tween and teen years, it definitely can get strained. And I think one of the reasons that happens is because it's so hard for us to make that transition from parenting every aspect of their lives to starting to know when and how to give more freedom. We don't want to give too much, but we need to give some. It's a tricky balance. But the end goal of parenting is not only to raise a daughter that's able to function as an incredible human being in the world, but it's also to maintain a friendship with her. You have 18 years to parent her and the rest of her life to be her friend. I once heard Andy Stanley talk about parenting in four different categories. The first one is the discipline years, and those are the years between zero and five years old. Those are the toddler years, those are so challenging, and those are the years that consistency is important and having discipline built into your process so that kids learn that there are consequences for their behavior. If they run all over and scream all over and never go to bed on time, if they don't brush their teeth, they've got to know that there are consequences for their behavior. And if they follow through with good behavior, then there's good consequences for that. So those discipline years, zero to five, is where we kind of get our initiation into parenting, where we have to learn that process of following through and what that's going to look like. 
Well, then we move into the second phase, and those are the training years. Those are the years between ages five and 12. So this is where probably a lot of us find ourselves in right now, and that is the training years. Those are the years where we need to really start putting the why behind the what of our family rules and our expectations. So for example, when you talk about uh, what a family rule is, you need to really come alongside and explain the why behind it. So we have a family rule that at the end of dinner, you have to carry your plate over to the counter. Well, the why is so that not one person has to do all the work. The why is that it's so much easier when everybody works together as a team. The why is because we are a family and we do these things together. And so being able to not only give them the expectation, but the why behind it is something that can be so helpful for helping them understand. So those are the training years between five and 12, where we still have consequences for our behavior, but we're helping them understand the why behind the what. Then the third area is the coaching years. And this is where we start to transition right after puberty is hit and, and into their teenage years. And these are called the coaching years. These are years from 12 to 18. Now these years, it is tricky to be a parent and it's called the coaching years because it's more like giving advice from the sidelines because the relationship is moving more towards connecting with them rather than correcting them. Now, that doesn't mean that you might not always, you're gonna have things that you need to correct. Of course, you're still gonna have that. But the way that we begin to communicate needs to change. Were you ever on a team, a soccer team, or a softball team, or a basketball team, and the coach has to stay on the sidelines, right? I coach my son's basketball team, and so that's really hard when you like want to get out there and, and help them learn a skill and, and help them understand something. But when you're in a game situation, you've got to stay on the sidelines. And so you can give advice, you can encourage, you can get their attention, but you've got to stay on the sidelines and let them play the game. Well, the same is true when we're parenting in these years of 12 to 18. We've got to focus mostly on connecting. How do we connect with their hearts? How do we help them feel loved and treasured rather than always correcting them, telling them what's right, telling them what's wrong, telling them how to do it better, how to be more perfect? Connection is the key. And then the fourth stage of parenting is the friendship years. And this is when you move into parenting adult children. This is when you enjoy one another's company and you get to do life together. You learn about life together. So if you think about it, you have zero to 18 where you are parenting, either through the discipline years or the training years or the coaching years. And then you have the rest of their life in the friendship years. So you always want a parent towards relationship. When relationship is broken, when there is a, a brokenness of behavior, you really wanna talk about the brokenness of the relationship and find a way to repair the relationship. Maybe that is them taking you out with their own money for a date, or if they disrespect their dad, having them go out on a date with their dad. Some kind of relationship repair is what always needs to be the goal in our parenting. 
if you want to parent towards having friends in your adult children for the rest of your life. What I want to talk about today is how to hold on to the heart of your daughter. So if your goal is to parent towards friendship, if that is your ultimate goal in raising this human being to be a functioning, accomplishing, amazing human being that you want to have as a friend for the rest of your life, there's some things that we can do to hold on to her heart and make sure that we are focused on that connection. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is how to give her some space to make mistakes. I mean, sometimes, I don't know about you, but all I see are the ways that she can do things better. And if we parent towards expected perfection, oh man, she's going to hear that. And she's going to feel so anxious and nervous and frustrated with herself. She's going to start piling guilt and shame on herself if we only talk about how to be perfect, how to do it better. We really need to value the process of making mistakes and give her space to do that. Now, this is tricky because I know as parents, we don't want to see them fail. However, it is so much safer to make a mistake at this age when she is in the loving care of your household than to do it out there when the stakes are so much higher. So if we can allow her to make the mistakes in small ways and learn from those, then she is going to be able to gain skills that are going to help her do it differently the next time. So if you catch your daughter making a mistake, how do you handle it? You say, well, how can we do that differently next time? Oh man, that's a bummer. Can I tell you about a time I made a mistake? I mean, sometimes our culture is so much about being the best, being so perfect. And that's what they see on social media. That's what they see in magazines and on TV, that these perfect people, and we don't get to see all the airbrushing that happens, all the things behind the scenes that make those people look so perfect. So I want to encourage you, mom, to be a mom that helps her to understand when she makes a mistake that she is still loved that she is still accepted, that she still has purpose, that all of us make mistakes. There are no perfect people in the world. We all make mistakes. And if she can see you model the mistakes that you make and how you handle them with grace, then she is going to learn from that. And that is going to serve her well for the rest of her life. Now, the next thing I want to challenge you with as you think about how to hold the heart of your daughter is to help her make sure that her value is not in her accomplishments. We live in a world where you can do anything, and I love that, that my daughter can be an astronaut or a scientist or a stay-at-home mom or a librarian. She can choose. And so often we are wanting our kids to have the very best. We want them to have more than what we had, and I am like that too. But we have to be so careful that her value is not in her accomplishments. It's not whether she gets a complete straight A's or... Um, if she is first chair in band, or if she gets the solo and the lead part, or she scores the most goals. Her value is not in her accomplishments. Those things can be great to celebrate, but I want to encourage you to celebrate her trying new things. This is something that builds courage. Even if she didn't make the part, go out and take her out for ice cream just for trying out. That gives her an affirmation that trying something is so valuable and something that's so great. And when you talk about who she is, name the characteristics that you see in her, not the things that she has done. I love how you are kind. I love your sense of humor. 
I love how you are so smart when it comes to thinking about how to put a meal together. Talk about the ways that her character and the, the things that make up her personhood are what you value most. If you point those out to her, those are what she's going to remember in her brain and on her heart when she has questions of her worth. When people say mean and hurtful things, you've got to make sure that those words of love are so poured on her heart so that when her heart breaks someday, those are the words of truth that pours into her heart. Not some lies about how she is only as valuable as her, as her accomplishments. The next way you can really hold on to her heart is to make sure that you speak truth about yourself. How does this help her? Well, your self-talk, she hears. And so if you are someone who is critical or hard on yourself or negative or makes excuses all the time, she is going to learn those behaviors. So speaking truth is something that is a way to connect with her. If you want her to grow to be someone who feels loved and treasured and someone who you can really connect with on an honest level for the rest of your life, you need to be able to speak truth. Speak truth about her and also speak truth about yourself. Because if you only speak truth about her and she sees this, this difference in how you view yourself or talk about yourself, there's going to become this dichotomy that happens. And there's not going to be this integration of understanding how she hears you speak about her and how you speak about yourself. So self-talk is a really important part of connection because it helps us understand the, the real, true, authentic person of who we are. The other thing I want to encourage you to do is give her permission to say no. Now, this is really important because as they get older, they are in a place where you can give them some opportunities to do this. Now, saying no is different than disobeying. I don't want everyone to think that they can disobey and get away with it because that's learning a good lesson. When you ask her to do something as her mom, that is um, something that is an expectation, she needs to be able to follow through on that and there needs to be a consequence if she doesn't. But when you're having a discussion about something where she could have a difference of opinion, you need to give her permission to disagree. Now, this is something that I'm really learning how to work on because my daughter is very compliant and she's an introvert and she doesn't like conflict. And so it's really easy for her just to agree with whatever the main consensus is. And so I really need to work on building this confidence in her inside our home so that she knows that she can disagree with me and it's okay. I want her to have that confidence so that she has it outside the home. If she can have that confidence to disagree with me and have her own opinion about something, then she's going to feel much safer to do that in a classroom context, in a college context, in a relationship context. I don't want her to always feel like she has to agree. And sometimes that's a, a trait or an attribute that, that girls are raised with. And so we want her to be able to speak her mind in a respectful and a kind way. And the best way to do that is to give her permission to say no within your household when you are discussing areas that she can have a difference of opinion. And so that might go something like, hey, you know what? I was thinking about this particular topic in the news today, and this is really what I think. What do you think? And it's okay if you have a different opinion than I do. To give her those actual specific words that be having a different opinion is okay. 
And then the last thing I want to encourage you with is to be her biggest fan. Be proud of her. Tell her she's beautiful. Love on her unconditionally. Be her biggest fan. Sometimes as moms, it's in our nature to like correct, correct and correct her. Sometimes as moms, it's in our nature just to keep correcting and adjusting and helping them. But if we can transition to being her cheerleader, to being her biggest fan, I'm so proud of you. I love you. I think you are just beautiful. And those are some of the attributes that we have here at Girl Tribe Nation to, to pour into tween girls that they are smart, they are healthy, they can be brave, and they can live happy. We want to pour those affirmations on them so that when life gets hard, they remember those four core things about who they can be, who they are. Now, one of the ways that you can continue to hold on to the heart of your daughter is to make sure that you are encouraging her and teaching her all the things that she needs to know through puberty. So I wanna invite you to a free webinar that I've put together for all you moms who are on this puberty journey with your girls. Now, this Sunday is the last day that I'm going to be going live in the webinar to talk about the three secrets that every mom needs to know to help her daughter thrive in puberty. I would love to have you join me. So you've got to save your seat. It's a registered event. So head on over to girltribenation.com slash webinar and pick a time slot. Now, I'm going to do this class twice on Sunday, so you can pick which day and time will work best for you. Now, I would surely love to have you join me for this one-hour chat. It's going to be super fun and super helpful to you. These three secrets are just what you need to help your daughter thrive in puberty. And when you cover these three bases, you are good as gold. I'm so excited to see you there. Well, friends, I want to thank you very much for joining me today as we've talked about how to hold the heart of your daughter in your hand. When you can hold on to the heart of your daughter, you are laying a solid foundation for connecting with her. I'm honored that you would spend some of your day with me today. Here's to raising amazing tween girls. I am cheering you on every step of the way. I believe that tween girls can be smart and healthy, brave, and live with a whole lot more happy in their life. We get to pour into them and help them establish a solid, healthy identity so that as they become young women, they can thrive. Now, speaking of thriving, don't forget about that upcoming live webinar that I'm hosting, Three Secrets Every Mom Needs to Help Her Daughter Thrive in Puberty. So head on over to girltribenation.com webinar, and there you can sign up and join me. Well, that's all I have for you today, friends. Be sure to subscribe to our show, leave some love with stars and a comment, and spread the word by posting this episode on your social media. Have an incredible day, and I can't wait to see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.